Welcome to the Break the Stigma podcast, where each episode, we focus on raising awareness and debunking the negative stigma behind mental health. Hey guys, I'm Angel. I'm Kiana. And And this is the Breaking the Stigma Stigma podcast. Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So today we will be talking about maladaptive coping skills and ways to overcome overcome them. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You owe me a soda. Oh, rats. (laughs) Um, So we both are very experienced in maladaptive coping mechanisms. I know. If I could graduate college with a just, degree. Yeah, in, that would be Yeah, in ways to self-destruct. <laughs> I would be great at it. Yes. But we're here to tell you how to not do that. Yeah. Um, because being great at it makes your life way harder than it needs to be. I also, before we start, wanted to quick promo uh, for those that aren't watching on YouTube, I am wearing our new Break This Thing About Podcast t-shirt, yes. and Kiana is wearing the classic logo from Sweet and Sour Miracles. Yes. Um, you can purchase both of these on sweetandsourmiracles.com. Yes. And it's a lovely website. Thank you very much. I created it myself. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> I actually um, got tired of the free themes that came with it, so I was stupid and spent money on a theme. But I like how it came out, so it was worth it, in my opinion. Yeah. So we're going to rephrase that. And Angel's not going to use, like, self-deprecating comments. Oh, yeah. Comments. Um, so I did it because I deserved it. Yes, and you liked how it turned out. Yes, I do. I'm proud so of you. So, see, that's the first step in, I guess, overcoming, like, those maladaptive issues. Yeah, because, like, um, negative self-talk is one of the maladaptive ways of thinking, like, talking negatively and talking down on yourself. Um, so did you ever, did you learn in DBT about the, like, don't, uh, should all over yourself? Like I should. Oh the, yeah. yeah. Like those, um, like cognitive distortions. Yeah. Things. Cognitive distortions. That's what I was trying to get at. I yeah. forgot the word. <laughs> oh yeah. PHP. We learned about it like maybe two weeks in a row. Oh good. So you should be familiar. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead and explain what cognitive distortions are. It's just a way of thinking. I don't want to say right and wrong, but it's, um, kind of like a way of thinking that put you always in the negative. Um, I don't remember like all of them for the on the top of my head, but there's like black and white thinking or all or nothing thinking either. It's like good or it's bad. And there's, there's no ca- gray area. There's catastrophizing. Oh yeah. That's one of them. The worst. Yeah. I tend to do that a lot. Like if something bad happens, it's like the end of the world for me. Yeah. And then the black and white thinking we talked about last episode actually. So Yeah. Oh it's yeah. It's all linking together. Look at that. <laughs> like I feel like it's hard to not have like any sort of like cognitive distortion when you're dealing with like mental illness for me depression and disorders they're like um big yeah and like my in my world what do you think is the one cognitive distortion that you suffer with the most um crap we did this exercise like the other day and i cannot remember like my main one but shoulds is definitely a big one because i always feel like i should do this i should be a good person I should hold hold back my feelings so I can make other people okay. Yeah, like, and there's like a saying that they say in uh, PHP. Well, I guess not just in PHP, but whatever. Like in like, therapy, yeah, I guess. Don't should all over yourself mm-hmm. um, because like saying that you should do something, you should do this, you should be this way is talking down on yourself, whether you realize it or not. Like you should say like, I am this, I am doing this and I'm proud of myself for it versus 
I should be doing this instead. That just brings yourself down. Yeah, I use that a lot. And like um, with school, I took a lot of time because my mental health was just like not good. And I was like, I should be ahead of where I am right now. Um, like I shouldn't be depressed. I should get over my eating disorder. Um, and that just made everything harder. So finding ways even like small ways, like catching yourself or, or having a friend, catching <laughs> like how I caught Angel, um, definitely helps with um, those cognitive distortions. Yeah, and it's a lot easier to recover whenever you're less hard on yourself. Like obviously it's very easy to be hard on yourself, but especially I think with eating disorder recovery, saying like, I should be able to eat this meal. Like, why am I not able to do this? But instead it's saying like, I had three bites so far and I'm proud of myself. So stating mm -hmm. the facts versus what you quote unquote should have done or should be doing. Right. Um, another one of like negative, uh, like negative self-talk would be for me, um, labeling myself as like good or bad, depending mm -hmm. on a situation, which is also a cognitive distortion by the way. Yeah. Um, that one is hard. And I would say the best thing that's helped me so far is like, it sounds corny, but I literally, even at like the randomest time, like you're a person, you're not good, you're not bad, you're able to make mistakes because you're human. Because my therapist actually told me this yesterday and I was like, damn it, Kara, you're right. <laughs> but um, she said, don't say like you're a good person because given the choice, if you're like, you're choosing between good and bad, you're gonna choose bad because you can never always be good. So, yeah. like, putting it in a more neutral mindset is definitely a good thing. Yeah, I think that definitely is the best route to go, especially with people that, like, struggle with it. It's, like, an easy, like, first step <laughs> to yeah. allowing yourself to talk positively to yourself. A therapist, you know, anyone here that's listening or watching that's in therapy, you know, therapists are constantly, like, practice positive self-talk. Um, yes. Talk kindly to yourself, things like that. And I think definitely, like, catching yourself thinking Kiana actually does this a lot with me like whenever she cancels plans she'll say I'm such a bad friend I'm sorry I'm such a bad person and I have to like <laughs> reassure her like no you're fine like I understand like yeah. you're not feeling too great today like we can always reschedule so like even if you feel like something is so something you did your actions don't reflect you as a person I think that was the hardest thing for me to learn in therapy mm -hmm. like even if I do something that's bad it doesn't make me a bad person because right. people aren't like you said are allowed to make mistakes mm -hmm. and just because i do something good doesn't necessarily make me a good person either because then on the flip side i can turn around and make a mistake right after doing something good yeah so you're i like what you said you're just a person you're not good or bad right um and i i try i joke around a lot and say like i'm not a person and i joked and said that to care my therapist at like the php that i go to and she gave me like the weirdest look and I'm like, why are you looking at me like that? Like, it was, it's like, it's a joke. And she's like, hmm, like, I think this is your self hate, like playing out or like <laughs> something like that. And I was like, what? They always have to like overanalyze things. <laughs> it reminds me of like when, um, whenever you were like in English in high school, did you ever have those English teachers that like the book literally says the door was blue and the teacher will be like, why do you think the author made the door blue? Like, they're <laughs> just overanalyzing every situation. Oh, My yeah. therapist does it too. Where, like, I'll say one thing and then she, like, analyzes it so hard. And I'm like, shit, like, that makes sense. But, like, yeah. I didn't even say it 
it makes thinking that right. It make it like literally makes you think, and I love and I love that those types of like sessions where I come out and like ha- like I feel like I have work to do, but like yeah. I feel okay with the no, work. Those are the best therapies. Shout out to Danielle if you're watching this. Hey Danielle. Yeah, um, I'm your favorite. <laughs> yeah, but she met Kiana um, before when Kiana took me to a session, uh, but. Yeah, it's definitely one of the best therapy sessions, you know, when you walk out and you're like, damn. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for next week now because, like, shit, like, that was... Yeah. <laughs> I just got called out on all my bullshit. Yeah, it's... Because it's the most helpful because who goes to therapy to be told what they want to hear? Yeah, exactly. I feel like some people think therapy is just, like, you lay on a couch while they're taking notes and talking. But no, it's, like, tough work. Like, you're working through every single thought that you're having and you're putting connections together that you never would have otherwise put together. Exactly, yeah. Um... But, okay, let's get into, or, I don't know, I feel bossy, but. (laughs) Okay, so um, what do you think is your most destructive coping mechanism for whenever you're upset? Um, Right now, in this current moment, I think it's, um, like, the purging, because that's actually, like, life-threatening. It um like a couple a few years ago I probably would have said self harm but right now it's purging and I'm doing super well with that and I'm like patting myself on oh, the back. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so the purging is the hardest thing for me. How about you? What's yours? Mine I would say is definitely like I feel like my most maladaptive is the same thing with eating like starving myself right and um we're not promoting any of these behaviors by the way we're just talking about our experiences i want to put that out there for anyone watching yeah there's definitely uh, when we do this we should definitely put like a trigger warning under yeah it because it's like heavy stuff but i was okay there's a motorcycle, motorcycle just drove by sorry if you heard that um but there but like brief tangent on like triggers and stuff like that i feel like there's definitely like something to be said about hearing things that make you a little bit uncomfortable because it makes you almost stronger. Like you can hear people talking about purging, but that doesn't mean that you have to, or you can hear someone talking about starving and that doesn't make you, that doesn't mean you have to starve. Yeah. But it's all about taking accountability of yourself and your actions. But that's my tangent. Continue talking. <laughs> I was going to say like, I, I feel like that's the point of recovery where you like know that you're like so close to the light at the end of the tunnel when you can, hear something that used to trigger you so much and now like it's just like a passing thought in your brain Mm -hmm. like for me like even seeing scars on other people would like just automatically make me think like wow like that's something that I do I should like go and do that now because I was triggered but now like I can look at like people like on TikTok I see that have scars and like I can think of it as like wow like they were struggling but they overcame that and that's beautiful instead of thinking it as like Mm -hmm. I should go do that now because I'm triggered but yeah thinking of it in a positive way and I think that's the beauty of recovery is being able to switch all those thoughts around oh hell yeah especially uh for me with self-harm specifically there's this woman um she was on dr phil show a couple years ago but like she was just like covered in scars and i would like purposely trigger myself you know yeah and i like a part of my growth and my maturity is to realize like there are things that i cannot watch and i cannot look at um but now if i look at her i'm like okay yeah you know but, like, at that point of, like, the most crucial time of, like, healing from self-harm stuff, that was not a thing for me. Yeah, and you said, like, about purposely triggering yourself. That just reminded me. I think my actually most 
like destructive coping mechanism is purposely triggering myself. Oh yeah. Because you know Tumblr Finspo or Fitspo. Oh that, yeah. Like uh, Micro Anna, Anna. Anna Mia. All of that stupid like people so naming bad. it. I hate that they glorify eating disorders by giving them names. Like why did we have to name it Ed and Mia and Anna? I, I know. hate that so much. I went to like res with people and they were like um like having fun of like naming their eating disorders like weird names like i think one was like bob patricia like marshall i'm like what the hell my eating disorder's name from here on out is carol yeah <laughs> and it's totally fun i guess to to each his own um i just yeah. didn't get it i didn't want to like um personify yeah, like exactly. having an eating disorder yeah because then it makes it seem like the eating disorder like is outside of you which it is and it's inside of you and it's something that you can overcome if you personify it it makes it like it's a whole person that you can't like control like control guess. yeah because it's a whole person that's why i don't like that but yeah. yeah i would like go on tumblr and scroll for hours through finspo and like pro anna posts mm -hmm. and just be like wow why aren't my thighs that skinny i should go and like all the freaking anna tips like oh i yeah. remember i used to have a notebook where i would write them down like sleep with the window open chew ice when you're hungry literally chew i would gum. have like like a like a notebook and it would be almost like my bible and especially when i was in high school when i was really struggling with like over exercising and restricting like those like commandments were like yeah. the things that i lived by and like looking back at it i'm just like wow like, I wish I, like, had other, like, other mental focus because I would have been so much happier. Yeah, definitely. I look back on, like, my younger teen years, like, 14, 15, and I think about how much time I spent on Tumblr, like, just wishing I looked as skinny as those girls. Just to now think back on it and realize that half of those pictures were probably photoshopped. Oh, of course, which, so. Like, which you, at the, for me anyway, at the time, like, I knew that, but, like, I um would tell myself like no they're real and i can get there too yeah which is not true i'm i'm a fully figured black woman i have thighs i have hips and curves that i am trying to come to terms with but i'm not fully there yet honest but yeah i was gonna say like are you proud of like your genes because they came from like your family or are you like despising i and that's the thing with my recovery and like being a black woman i really wanted to like be okay with like all of the curves that comes with like like the women in my family because I like my mom I think she's the most beautiful woman ever um and, and she's and you look curvy just like her. I look so much yeah. like my mom and and she's like curvy and just just and she has like a style put together and I look at her and she's beautiful but I look at myself and I don't see that at all um yeah which is another thing of course like um, recovery is a journey and I'm definitely in that journey but that's one of the things I really have to work on yeah like accepting me for me like my body isn't like an ornament it's I think that's a book or something but I don't know <laughs> I heard someone say that like in group the other day and I love it but like my body's not an or ornament it's like it does tasks for me and it and I live in it and I yeah hug angel in it <laughs> yeah yeah I think it it was the same for me like thinking about it because um like my dad's side of the family, obviously it's very curvy women. And um, my even my mom's side of the family, like it's very curvy women. Like, yeah, like your mom's you, pretty curvy too. Yeah, like we don't have it's skinny beautiful. rib cages. We have thick thighs. Like, you know, like there's like, I, it took me a while to realize that like some people being thin is strictly just their genetics. Yeah. Like I spent so long overworking myself, like running on the treadmill until I literally wanted to pass out trying mm -hmm. to look like, other girls who were like my ideal 
version of perfect mm -hmm. until I realized that like I am never gonna not have a wide ass rib cage and like yeah. that's okay because that's my genetics and I can't change genetics and you want to know that's crazy or at least for like we're both women of color but for the most part the the role models that I got and that I don't know if you got but like they're mostly white people yeah that, like they were like the the standard of beauty especially for growing up in like the early 2000s mid 2000s and skinny too i remember uh -huh. um demi lovato actually she um at she dm'd i think mattel is that what makes barbie mattel is that the i want to say i think it's but i'm not like sure that. but she like dm'd them or something and said like why are all of your barbies the same size and same color like there's no skinny i mean whoa they're all skinny yeah she was like there's no curvy barbies there's no disabled barbies there's no black barbies like and it's true like we yeah. grew up we grew up with all of these like white skinny blonde hair blue eyed role models i think yeah. barbie has blonde hair blue eyes yeah and even in like cartoons it's yeah. just crazy like skinny or like even like the weird hourglass like there's like yeah their waist their like waist is that big <laughs> and like voluptuous boobs and yeah, all that and stuff enormous gigantic but donk a donk and like skinny so thighs and a, and a thigh gap I'm like yeah. how does that work like I don't kim know. kardashian's body but like she paid for that so <laughs> if i okay so i actually wanted to ask you this if you were a millionaire do you think that you would enhance your body because of how much you don't really like it or do you think that, that you wouldn't go that far honestly i had times where um i would where I would go on the internet and like search up how search online how much liposuction costs and how to have all those things just in the name of like changing the inevitable yeah um but now trying to like accept my body for where it is I don't think I would but like literally if you ask me like before I started this program and I became like super into like trying to live the best life that I could hell yeah instantly yeah. I think now I've just give it to charity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I, yeah, I would like help that's foster kids. a good kids. alternative. Yeah. 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 Like killing all the fat on my body or giving it to charity. Like what's ones? And trust me, I'm not a saint. Like this is not like. <laughs> yeah. yeah she, she gives to charity all the time. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, because I don't got money like that. But I try. Like <laughs> the store, you're like, do you want to round up? I'm like, sure. <laughs> you want to round up? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but um, for me, I think. I don't know because I, I did the same thing. I used to always look up how much liposuction costs and I would watch like My 600 Pound Life. And oh, for yeah. some reason, I saw myself as big as the people on My 600 Pound Life. That would be my excuse to like purge or like restrict because yeah. if I end up like them, then. Exactly. Like I wouldn't I'm know bad. what to do with myself. And not saying that there's anything wrong with being overweight. Um, I mean, obviously it becomes a problem when you're 600 pounds because that's not healthy for any body type. And um, you can't like move and walk around yeah and that's what and and the crazy thing is like that's such an extreme but that's what, what my brain told me like yeah, if exactly. I don't control the food around me then I'm gonna end up 600 pounds which is yeah not a thing there's like steps in between that that yeah, exactly would lead to that you like know? my brain used to be like if you don't exercise after this meal you will wake up and be on my 600 pound life like that is such an illogical statement Mm -hmm. And like, I knew that in the back of my head, but like, I just convinced myself that if I didn't do all of these like behaviors that my mm -hmm. eating disorder wanted me to do, that I would just wake up and be like big. And I didn't want that. I was like, so terrified of that. Uh, yeah. Like even just gaining like a pound, like I would freak out. Yeah. When I was like heavy into like my restriction phase, if I looked at myself right now, 
I would not really, I like, I wouldn't like myself because I never told myself I'd be over X amount of pounds and I am. Um, but that's when life was like, not, I wasn't heavily focused on restricting and all that stuff. But anyway, um, but now I'm starting to feel more comfortable in it, you know, like I'm, like I'm kind of, I'm almost liking my boobs. Oh, period. I can't, it's weird. I can't be super nice to myself. I can't say like, I like my boobs. I can like almost be nice, you know? So we're going to take a break. You guys are going to hear the cute little advertisement that we recorded. Yeah. I can't speak English. So that's what that was. Yeah. You're going to hear a cute little advertisement and then we will be back to talk about our self-love journey. Yes. Thanks. All right. See you guys in a few. Hey guys, it's Angel and Kiana from Break the Stigma Podcast. And we're here to tell you how easy it is to start a podcast with Anchor. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download Download the the free Anchor Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. (laughs) and we're back well over the break we it was a longer break you probably couldn't tell because you know it was just a it's paused yeah it, we paused it for the break but it was definitely a longer break than we took last time yep we were talking about a multi it started like business and then we just drank got on shitting how did we get from business to shitting is what i want to know we talked about shit in our last episode too we should just it's just, never mind. It's not Break the Stigma podcast. It's called Let's Talk About Shit podcast. <laughs> Literal, actual. Literal shit. And yeah. metaphorical shit. True. Like, hey. Shit talking. <laughs> never mind. With your mouths and your bottom. <laughs> oh but anyway, back to the actual topic. So we talked about um, our relationship with self-love and how right now we're currently struggling with um, not self-love. <laughs> I guess not more, loving ourselves. Yeah, more of like on the like self-hate, self-loathing side of things and how we're trying and we're working towards that the goal, ultimate goal of like self-love. Um, so we came up with this exercise. We're going to say three things that we like about ourselves. Um, and, yo, this is uncomfortable, but I'm, it's it's something good to say out loud. And now we're accountable because y'all are going to hear it. Yeah, it's like doing positive affirmations. Like I think um, – Positive affirmations are great, but, like, it's a lot different when you say them out loud versus just, like, reading them to yourself. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's the same thing here. But anyway, do you want to start? <laughs> I wanted you to say. That's why I, like... All right, fine, fine. I'll start. Okay, cool, cool. I just whatever comes to mind. Yeah. I like my dimples. They're super cute. Thank you. Um, I like that I'm a very hard worker. Um, oh, I get you. my shit done. And... <laughs> <laughs> and I like... Do you want to phone a friend? Yeah, can I phone a friend? Yes. What do you like about me? <laughs> Sounds so like. What do you like about me? Please <laughs> tell me all of it. Um, inflate my I'll, ego. Yeah, I'll do like a personality thing and a hair th- or in the physical. I like your my hair. hair. That oh yeah, I do like my hair. I guess. It's okay. awesome. It's naturally red and yeah. it's gorgeous. But um, phys- uh, personality per- inside, you're very, you know, you're very like kind and nurturing to the people that you really care about and like your people are definitely your people like you can tell how much you love someone by just being around you i'm gonna cry that was so sweet wow well now it's your turn my turn um okay 
I love how I'm like sweating because I'm anxious and I'm wearing a white <laughs> shirt. Too. I'm wearing a black shirt, so it makes it worse because I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. But um, my I guess three things. I love my smile. I have a fun little smile or a big smile because I've got a big mouth. But <laughs> um, I like um, that I treat everyone with kindness, even assholes. Um, and I like how smart I sound sometimes, you know? Like, I... I don't know why I'm saying you know. Well, I guess I'm talking to you. I do know. Yeah, you do know. <laughs> yeah. I like to, I'm, 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 I like learning about new words to say and incorporate in like my sentences. I feel smarter. Yeah. I think I like what I like about you. What I like about you. Is that how the song goes? I don't know. I like keep, about all you. I'm getting is like all I'm hearing from the songs like keep on listening, whispering in, in my, my ear. ear. Tell, Tell me, me all the things, things that I want to hear because it's, it's true. true. That's what I like about you. you. <laughs> that's how it goes. Okay. That's it. Yep. That's how we, that's how we do it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> what I like, I don't want to, what I like about you is, <laughs> is how open and honest you are about your struggles. Like it takes a lot of courage to like say, I need to get help and like take that step forward to do it. And uh, you inspire me and I love you. You know, Angel, I told myself I wasn't going to cry. I told you too. Kim, there's people that are dying. <laughs> Honestly, once someone sees me, it's hard for them not to know that I'm like, I have struggled with mental illness. The Sonic illness. Girl, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. If, if you yeah. listened to the last episode, you know. Yeah, you know, you know. But um, just like people, like, I got, actually, no, I've gotten like weird things. I was asked if I was like, in an African tribe because of my scars, like where they like tribal marks. Oh, I mean, that's um, a cool way to look at them, I guess. I don't, I, I guess. <laughs> but then he like, it, like kept on insisting that I was a part of a tribe and he asked me like what tribe it was. And I, yeah, I had control of like how many times the ride went, went around. I swear I cut this kid's ride off because he was the only one on the ride and I wanted this guy gone. <laughs> Stop asking me questions. I, I gave you too. your answer. <laughs> yeah. But um, back to self-love, I want to say this. Um, I want to say that it's definitely been, like, I don't I don't remember really, like, a time that I really truly liked myself. So it's definitely going to be, like, a long journey to get to even like and then love. But I just want to hold myself, like, how I would hold, like, little me. That's what I would suggest for people who are dealing with that. Um yeah. I think a really good way to start off the journey of self-love, I did this while I was in res, is writing a letter to your younger self. Um, yeah, that reflecting is- on it that way. It's like a really emotional project and like yeah. reading it out loud, like as if like you're talking to your younger self. Because if you think about it, all the things that we say badly about ourselves, like I'm fat, I'm stupid, I'm this, I'm that. You wouldn't say that to a four-year-old. Like you wouldn't like if your four-year-old self was standing in front of you, you wouldn't be like, you're stupid, you're fat, you're all this negative things. You would tell that mm -hmm. kid how great they are to lift them up. So I think that that's a really great exercise to do yeah. if you're feeling a lot of like self-hatred is to practice cradling your younger self, like you said. Yeah. I had to do that in one of the reses that I went to. Um, and yeah, that was a really painful and I don't think I was at the point in my life where I could like fully get into like that. Yeah because I wasn't ready to start the, the path of healing and like, or no, 
I was ready to heal, but I wasn't ready to do the hard work that goes along with healing. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, that's definitely the first step too, is like being like knowing that it's going to be a lot of work and how draining it's going to be, but still being ready for it. Yeah. And right now I'm like, I'm definitely doing the hard work and crying a lot. It <laughs> sounds so sad. Like I'm crying a lot, but like, honestly, for, I'm one of the, I'm a type of person that like can't cry in front of people and I like try to hold it in too much. So saying out loud that I'm even crying is something huge. It sounds little, but it's huge. Yeah. I mean, I'm proud of you for admitting that because everyone has emotions and everyone cries. Everybody hurts. Everybody hurts. <laughs> Naming a bunch of songs. <laughs> yeah. This is, there's this person at the program that I go to, D. D, you're amazing. Um, but she does this all the time. Like she'll say, she'll, she'll say a sentence. This is all her. No one's talking. And then after she says the sentence, she starts to sing. So like, as in we're in high school musical. Yeah. <laughs> like just break out into song. Yeah. Like she'll come up with any song that fits that sentence. And that sounds like a fun game to play. It is. It, it's a game actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is fun. Like and song I'm, association. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad she goes to PHP. Yeah, but she's not on Saturday, so I didn't see her. How do you um how do you think you're doing in your like if you could place yourself on like a timeline, do you think you're closer to square one or are you closer to like where would you place yourself on the recovery scale? That's a crazy question because I was like I was talking to my dad and I was thinking about that yesterday. But like I am like picturing myself when I first started um back in two thousand I think two thousand seventeen is when I really started treatment. Um, to now, like there's huge differences. Um, do you think you're close to the light at the end of the tunnel, or do you think there's still a lot of treading to do? Symptom wise, yes, I'm close. But then, like the the things that come under underneath is like everyone in this audience. I'm like, even if you don't know, it's good that we're even talking about this. But there's a lot. It's not just like food and like body image. It's about trauma and yeah just negative emotions and like even for me it's like I don't or I have trouble caring about my myself and my safety and my well-being so all those things are going to take it's going to take more time but symptom wise I'm really fighting those urges which is exhausting yeah because it's like you're you're fighting your brain yeah exactly and it's like your brain's just doing like backflips in your head all the time and like it's shouting one thing and you're trying to shout back at it the opposite and so it's just like you're fighting with yourself and it's it's definitely exhausting yeah yeah but i'm 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 proud of i'm proud of ew i'm being nice to myself (laughs) i'm proud of myself i'm proud of myself too yes all everyone in the audience right now whether you're watching listening tell yourself right now that you're proud of yourself no matter if you just got out of a hard day of work and you're listening to this, whether you've been laying in bed all day, tell yourself that you are proud of yourself because you should be regardless of what you have accomplished or have not accomplished. Because there's this DBT thing. Um, you're doing the best that you can and you can keep going. And doing the, your best right now, maybe taking a shower, maybe yeah. changing your clothes, maybe brushing your teeth. And even those things that seem little are so huge because you weren't doing them before. So that's, yeah. And I think one of the big, like huge, huge stigmas, people with like with depression. Um, I know with me, like I personally struggled with it. Like it's really like people that don't have it wouldn't understand, but like it's genuinely hard to just sh- do little things like shower and brush yeah. your teeth. Like people don't genuinely understand like 
why i don't even understand why but like i genuinely would like have to force myself to take a shower yeah like now that i'm at the point where like i'm good and like i take my showers and i'm fine Mm -hmm. but there was definitely a point where like i was forcing myself and like telling myself like you need to get your ass out of bed and get in the shower right now Mm -hmm. and it's like so even if you're at that point in your life right now i'm proud of you if you got up out of bed and took a shower today and if you didn't there's always tomorrow try again tomorrow yeah um recovery isn't linear there's gonna be good days there's gonna be bad days yeah there's gonna be some really shitty days and there's gonna be some really good days but you'd never know unless you find the next day yeah so you know like my slogan for sweet and sour miracles don't give up before you glow up (laughs) yes (laughs) because you're gonna even if you don't believe it on the back of a shirt it is on the back of that shirt (laughs) even if you don't believe it you're gonna recover at some point whether it be in a month or whether it be in 10 years but there's going to be a point where you look back at yourself struggling and be like damn i'm glad that i chose to stay and i'm so happy that all of you watching are here on this earth today because you deserve to be here and your existence is irreplaceable in this world yes yeah that and even if you don't believe it just try to say that to yourself because when i'm in those really dark places i don't believe it i'm i yeah but then I think about all the things that I can do in the future that will be the world will be deprived deprived of, and that might sound conceited. But hey, in these moments, 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 wow, <laughs> instances and moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm doing great with English, man. Um, but after and, you said that you're proud of yourself for all the big words that you said, <laughs> but then I I also am proud that I make up words. <laughs> yeah, there you go. God. Um. Um. <laughs> But in those moments, you, you know, be selfish, be conceited. Yeah. You're amazing. You're a badass person. I am amazing. I'm a badass person. There you go. Yeah, that's the thing. And two, with affirmations, like a lot of them are like, you are beautiful. You are amazing. Like try using it like as I statements instead because it makes it more personal for yourself. And say it out loud. Don't just read it like, I am amazing. I am beautiful. Say it to yourself and say it proud. Like you say it, it loud. Say it proud. Also say it in the mirror. Yeah, that's also a, that a, an, an effective one. I've seen a lot of people that like they have post-its and they write it on their mirror. Uh-huh. Um, especially for people that struggle with body dysmorphia or bad self-image in general. There's a motorcycle behind my head. I know, it's so annoying. <laughs> um, sorry if you guys can hear that. I don't know if you can, but... Um, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, but um, I've seen people like that struggle a lot with um, self-image, like put post-its on their mirror, like to cover up the areas of their self that they don't want to see mm-hmm. um so like the midsection of the mirror if you don't like your stomach or if you don't like your face put it over like the top section of the mirror and like with only affirmations so instead of looking at yourself and judging yourself you're seeing the positive affirmations so with that being said we're gonna sign off any yes. final thoughts um no i'm glad that you tune in for another episode of break for, for single podcast. podcast and we will see you guys next time thank you so much bye bye